0: Droppin' gems from Keisha Christian, she's on a mission, sharing information, knowledge for soul, body and mind, Dropping gems,
1: KeishaGems.com, KeishaGems.com.
0: Welcome to episode 10 of Jeff's Dropping Gems podcast. My name is Keisha Christian, holistic lifestyle coach, author, and owner of Keisha's Gems LLC. My guest on part one of the Mind-Body-Spirit Connection is Reverend Joanne Angel Barry Cologne. She's the host of the talk show, Joanne's Healing Within, featured on Strong Island TV every Sunday at 3pm Eastern Standard Time on Facebook Live. She is also a personal trainer and owner of Fitness R Us in Bayside, Queens, New York. Welcome to the show, Joanne. I'm so excited that you're on as my guest today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be your guest today and I'm excited to share all that we're going to be sharing today.
0: Yes. So today, what we're going to be talking about, as I mentioned before in the intro, intro is um the mind and body connection. So yeah. um one of the first things that I wanted to touch on was um the importance of weight training. Now I know that um Joanne, you don't like the term losing weight. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I could kind of see why you would say um release the weight because um. It's it's, sometimes it's probably even deeper than just um, losing a few pounds, releasing other things that you might be holding on to that will like manifest itself into um, unwanted weight that we have on our body physically.
1: Yes. Yeah. I I mean, when you think about the whole perspective of weight itself and uh, uh, the concept of one wanting to lose the weight. It's such a short-term process of losing whatever weight they lose. Most the average person takes a while to get to that goal, and once they come off or whatever it was that they did to get to that goal weight, which is not probably not a lifestyle, um, they end up regaining the weight back, and the whole um process behind that the whole reason why that takes place is because as anything else when you lose something whether it be your pocketbook or a nice piece of jewelry or something that you really like you're obviously going to go and look for it Mm -hmm. And, and it's the same concept when we talk about our body weight because psychologically we invited that body weight in for some sort of protection um, whether it was in our childhood or even past life, that we, we felt the need, that we needed to protect ourselves so that weight shows up physically in the body. And that's why many have a challenging time maintaining whatever weight loss goals they accomplish in the time to do, where they actually regain it back. And what I like to call it as they reach a plateau. And once they reach that plateau, it's usually when that weight will sh- start showing back up again.
0: Yeah, I could imagine because that's what I'm thinking. i um, more align- more along the lines of that. Um, when we would say like um, we go on a diet because you know I think of the word dies and diet. Yes. Um, <laughs> it, you notice that people just go right back. Even um, those um who get um surgeries um, such as um, I would say um. Lipo, or if they get um, the lap band, or those certain type of surgeries, they get. Sometimes they even um, gaining end up gaining weight back, and which will become detrimental to their health as well yeah. because they're not supposed to put on weight when they get such procedures done.
1: And it's interesting you bring that up because when you talk about the mind and the body, when one undergoes um, any of those procedures, the actual mind and the body are not connected. So it takes the actual mind a lot longer to recognize the actual change that took place based on the surgery. Mm-hmm. So let's say one has a surgery today. The actual mentality, psychologically speaking, is going to take a lot longer to recognize this, ch- this change that has taken place um, based on man change as opposed to doing it naturally. So that's one of the reasons why the average person who undergoes liposuction or gastro bypass or, or, the, or the lap band, whatever it may be, ends up regaining their weight back because again, they A, didn't do it as a lifestyle. They didn't take the, they, they didn't take the steps to learn how to manage this new eating plan or this uh, new exercise regimen that they're gonna undergo based on this procedure to do as a lifestyle they did it based on a short-term fix and it was just too, I, I like to say it's too much too soon mm-hmm. and too much for the brain to to comprehend that this person went for we'll say arguments sake they were 200 pounds and in a matter of uh two to three weeks they dropped 50 pounds mm-hmm. psychologically their brain can't does not absorb that that information that quickly so they don't see themselves in the mirror as what their new weight is because their mind still sees themselves as being their current weight they was prior to the surgery. Mm. So it's it's that disconnection between the mind and the body because it is a disconnection because you're doing something that is not natural to the body. So your body cannot possibly connect at the same time while having the surgery. So it is a process, and I would, I would say the average person that does have that type of surgery, they should undergo um, major, I would like to call it psychotherapy. Makes sense. In, in regards to what their reasons are to having the surgery and how are they going to manage the results of half after having the surgery so they can maintain that result as a lifestyle, as opposed to thinking that it's a quick fix, And them thinking that they're going to possibly go back to eating whatever it is they want to do or not maintaining an exercise regimen because they had this surgery. They would think that they don't have to, whereas in reality of it all is, and I say this to many of my clients, whereas if you're going to go and have the surgery, you still have to be mindful that your eating habits have to change and you do have to have an exercise regimen to maintain the results of the surgery.
0: Makes sense. So basically what you need to do is really prepare yourself mentally if you are choosing to release weight. So you have to not just, that comes into what I talk about in almost every episode, living a holistic lifestyle. So it's not just what you're putting into your mouth, it's what you're feeding yourself spiritually, what you're feeding yourself mentally as well.
1: Definitely, definitely. And when we we think about the whole process of releasing weight, um, the way I view it is releasing weight based on a holistic perspective as opposed to surgery. Mm-hmm. And so to me, it's very, it's a very different process of when you're releasing weight based on surgery versus releasing weight based on going to the whole concept of um, digging deep into the inner wounds that are connected to the weight and doing the, the work that is connected to whatever the reasons why you put the weight on to begin with. So it's definitely um, a, a, an emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual connection to doing that work, to get to that place, to release whatever's connected to the weight. And that, that's pretty much why I refer to it as release weight, mm-hmm. or losing weight, because what is that weight attached to? And, and, and I, think, I think one needs to really look at the bigger picture to what is that attached to? Is it attached to an emotion? Is it, is it attached to a trauma? And, you know, at what age did it come on? And these are deep questions, and many people have a very challenging time approaching these questions because it means they have to really dig deep into something that they may not want to dig deep into.
0: Yeah, so you actually, if you really are prepared to release your weight, you really need to be prepared to really go in deep as to um, why it's there, why, why you put on this weight, um, what's going on in your life. So it's really, that's really deep. So you have to be prepared, as you would say, or as they say nowadays, to do the work, to really do the work.
1: Yes, yes, because as, you, as one goes through the work and they dig deep, they may very well peel layers that they um, suppressed for whatever the reasons why they suppressed. Because anytime something is that deep, it's usually um, based on a trauma that occurred that happened to them at a younger at a younger time, and they suppressed it because it was so painful for them for it to ha- that that happened. Mm-hmm. And the emotional connection when we think about food in itself. The average person usually eats food to fill an emotion anyway. Mm. The average person if I would say and this is not based on any studies, this is just based on my own um, perspective. Opinion. Yeah, opinion I would say the, if you took 10 people, seven of those 10 people eat in the, in, in, based on their day, based on their emotions you 're not eating food based on nutrients, vitamins, and minerals you 're eating because either a they 're lonely, they want something sweet, they need sweetness in their life, or um, they're just trying to fill something, fill a void that 's not there huh. and, and that 's why the average person may very well reach for food that's high in fat, high in sugar, high in carbohydrates, complex uh, simple carbohydrates that is, as opposed to looking for healthier um, sources of food, such as fruits and vegetables and your whole grains and your lean meats and, or even going on a more, um, what I like to call, um, a meatless diet.
0: Yeah. Or (laughs) plant-based.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Just to keep the body as healthy as, as, and as natural to the earth as possible. Mm Mm-hmm. So, so when you think of the average person and, and how they eat, what they put in their bodies, uh food tells a lot in regards to what a person's going through.
0: Definitely. And not only that, when you're eating healthy, um, being that you mentioned that, we also have to remember that food also carries information as well.
1: Yes. Yes. Oh, so
0: especially when we're eating fruits and vegetables, and me being an herbalist, um, something I talk about quite often, um, people don't realize that the foods that you ingest, especially when you're eating healthy, um, those foods carry information as well. So it, it kind of gives direction to the body and tells the body what to do, especially if you're healing, um, especially if you're eating Food for your gut digestive system. It actually will give directions to the body to help heal certain issues you might have, inflammation, things of that nature.
1: Yes, and and that's also very. It's it's correlated with the whole concept of the releasing the weight and the whole process of evaluating and being mindful of what's going on with your body. Mm -hmm. You know, the average person when we think about it, you know when they're walking around with inflammation or, or physical discomfort, the average person doesn't check in with their body to say, okay, so what did I eat in the last 24 hours that may very well be creating the discomfort in my body or the inflammation in my body or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it might be, you know, that they're, they're not mindful. And, and, and I, I would like to look at this not so much. They're not mindful about it, but I don't think they're connected. They're not, they're not, um, connecting the, the correlation between, okay, what did I eat earlier that now I'm feeling this way?
0: Exactly. This is true. And I know with me, if I have a headache, I stop and think, okay, what went on earlier today that now I'm having a headache? Yes. Or, yes. or even what went on yesterday that now I have a headache? Because I really don't get headaches that often. So mm. I just bring that up because I had a headache the other day and I was trying to figure out what was causing it. Hmm,
1: yes, yes, yes. So
0: people don't look at it like that. They might just go, oh, they just get get, you know, go get take some um, I guess, um whatever medicine they whatever. would take. Yeah, exactly. and then you know, and then um to get rid of the pain but not thinking about what's causing it because basically it's all inflammation. So yes,
1: yes, yes. And again, going back in into I guess teaching and educating um people about being mindful of, okay, when your body is not feeling good, when you're feeling stiff or there's inflammation or you're just not feeling good, that's your body's way of saying something's not balanced. Mm -hmm. And when something's not balanced, again, like you said before, doing that checklist, like what did I eat recently or what did I eat yesterday that might have created this feeling of not feeling well? You know, and, and I mean, we can also look at it as, okay, environmental, how was the weather, you know, um, how was my stress level, you know, how are my thoughts, was I focusing on positive thoughts versus negative thoughts? So all of that plays a role Mm -hmm. in regards to how one's going to feel, but it also plays a role in when you're, when you're not positive and your thoughts are going into a negative place, that's when you're most likely to grab the chips, the ice cream, the soda, the alcohol, you know, whatever have you, because again, because you're not happy, you want to feel something that you're, you want to feel that emotion that you're missing.
0: Yeah. Comfort foods, as they call them. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. And like, I like to call it, we eat, we are um, emotional eating. Yeah. Eat, emotional eaters. Yes, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You know, that, you know, and then it triggers, it's like this domino effect of, you know, we have the emotional eaters and- comfort foods that's now going to trigger in this excess weight that one puts on. And, you know, we, we, it's about evaluating like, okay, so what is the reason to why one is eating this way? What's going on in this person's life that they're trying to fill this void with food. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just going to always go back to that um, analyzing and evaluating what's going on in your life at that present time that's creating this whole concept of not eating well and having this excess weight that you're looking to release.
0: Yes, yes. So um, as far as you being um, a personal trainer, um, how do you in your business um, incorporate nutrition as part of a health goal, say, for um, your client?
1: Well, right off the bat, when clients come to me initially, I have them, um, the fir- usually the first four weeks, we start off with just an exercise regimen. Okay. Once, once the four weeks go, and why I do the exercise regimen first, versus changing the way they're eating, or even looking at the way they're eating, is I do believe that when we add some activity into one's life, they're going to see a small change take place because you take somebody who's never exercised before and now they're going to be exercising, whether it's twice a week or three times a week or even more, which is better, um, their body is going to utilize the calories that they're intaking differently than when they weren't exercising. Mm-hmm. Now, once they do that, what I like to do, and the reason why I do it this way, is I like to see how their body adapts to exercising, and eating the way they eat. Okay. And then once, let's say four to six weeks, I reassess them. And if I'm not seeing any changes at that point, because I usually would think within four to six weeks, someone who ex- hasn't exercised before and now embarked on an exercise regimen, there's going to be a small change. And if I'm not seeing that small change, that's when I'm going to sit down with them and ask them to keep a food diary for a period of seven days so I can get a general idea of how they're eating, how often they're eating, um, in reference to time. You know, Do they eat the same time every day? Um, how many times a day are they eating? Are they eating twice a day? Do they eat breakfast? Um, one of the things I've noticed as a trainer, many, and I'm going to say this word again, many <laughs> people tend to not eat breakfast. Oh. And, and it's shocking in my mind to know, like, okay, so why are you not eating breakfast? It's like the most important meal of the day because it, when you think of the word breakfast and you actually take those the word itself and just divide it into two I was words, just thinking that. <laughs> fast. It's literally doing that because if you've gone anywhere between six to nine hours from bedtime the night before to morning, you've had this fast that you have not eaten anything. And now you're going even longer because you're not having breakfast. So if, let's say, your first meal you decide to have is at noon because you're having lunch. Now you have this longer period of time where you haven't eaten. And on the same concept, your metabolism is sluggish because there's nothing getting the, 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 um, the body moving with calories because you haven't had breakfast yet. So I find that a lot with many clients that they just don't have breakfast and their first meal is at noon and they, whatever it is you're eating, you know, it does, at that point in the time, it just doesn't matter what they're eating because they haven't had breakfast. So it's like, in my mind, it's like, okay, we have to reconstruct the whole process of getting you in a habit of eating breakfast. And one of the biggest things I hear many times over is, well, I don't like breakfast. I'm not a a morning eater. And then I try to remind them that when they were a child, before the age of probably seven, they ate ate probably six times a day. Because as a child, as a baby, a a mother or a dad feeds your child every, I think it's every four to six hours as Mm -hmm. a baby. And you eat this way pretty much up until like you're about three or four years old where mom is constantly, you know, giving you snacks. You have your breakfast, you have a snack, you have your lunch, you have a snack, you have your dinner, you have a small snack. Mm -hmm. And that's just the way the body is designed as a child up until about seven. And why I say seven is usually by seven, I think it's seven or six when they go into kindergarten.
0: Yeah, when they go Mm -hmm. in school.
1: Yeah, they become fussy eaters. Mm Mm-hmm. And rather than mom or dad trying to encourage them to eat anyway, mom and dad gets impatient and says, "All right, well, if you don't want to eat, then don't eat." And that's where that's where the bad the bad habits start to develop because now this child has been told, "Well, if you don't want to eat, don't eat." Hmm. That goes into their you know into their adolescent stages, and then of course into their, into their teenage and and into adult where after the age of seven or whatever have you, they, they stop eating vegetables. And they, I mean, if they do eat fruit, they're probably not eating the healthiest fruit. And they're living on, you know, you know, carbohydrates, whether it's bagels or, or some sort of chose with a, with a large cappuccino or coffee or whatever it is to fill themselves up with, with just calories. Hmm. And this is what I've noticed with clients, you know, in regards to their eating habits. So it's like, okay, we get them, I get them on this exercise regimen, but now she gets them to, to retrain their whole mindset about breakfast is important and you want to eat pretty much every, I would say every three to four hours, a small something, small portions of food balancing between proteins, fats, and carbohydrates. Okay throughout the day. And, and I know that that's challenging for many because, you know, many have nine to five jobs and they sit at a desk or they're a teacher or they're a, uh, whatever their job is. And, and I try to teach them little ways to go about, you know, incorporating food where they can eat smaller portions in their day and sustain a healthy eating habit. Yeah. But a lot of it is really about getting that individual in the habit of eating. And As a personal trainer for over 30 years of experience, I would say that is my biggest challenge with almost all my clients, is getting them to eat small portions, getting them to understand the importance of breakfast, and getting them to recognize that unless they are fueling their body, Mm-hmm. They're not going to see the results they're looking to see because they're not giving their body any calories that it needs to sustain with the workouts they're doing. Because when we think about lifting weights, your, your body is going to be exerting extra calories. Yes. And now, for example, if one is doing an intensive workout, and I'll, and I'll use the term HIT, high intensity interval training. And that means basically from the time you start your workout to the time you're finished, you're constantly doing something, whether it's lifting weights or you're doing a 30-second interval of something. Mm-hmm. And that means your body is working and being stressed, and, it's, and it's, it's a strenuous workout. And if you haven't had any calories to take in that type of workout, it's like how do you expect your body to – Build the muscle tissue you wanted to build if you're not f- fueling your body with the particular nutrients, vitamins, and minerals that you need. And that's one of the reasons why so many people are not very successful with seeing results in the gym because it's like you're, you're not eating based on the way you're training.
0: Oh. So you, it's really important to, um, to find um, a personal trainer like you that will um, sit down and actually do some sort of nutrition plan with you.
1: Oh, definitely, because what I find, which I, I think that this is extremely funny, I find the average, and not so much men, but mostly women, and because you are catering around women, um, what I find with women is that the minute they start an exercise regimen, the first thing they want to do is they want to cut calories. Mm, okay and 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 to me it blows my mind because it's like okay so you're gonna start an exercise regimen where now you're gonna be probably burning off an extra 300 to 500 calories from your day based on that workout and Mm -hmm. that kind of cut back on calories it's like let's do the math here it doesn't make sense
0: yeah and basically wouldn't your body be holding on to if you're not getting enough calories and your body would be holding on to um Yeah, so you wouldn't see any results to begin with anyway.
1: Exactly, which is something that I educate my clients on. It's like the only way you're going to see results by working out with weights is by incorporating the, the sufficient amount of calories your body needs for the workout you are doing. So mm-hmm. cutting calories out of your food menu when you start weight training, to me, excuse my expression, is ass backwards (laughs) because it's like okay I firmly believe that once you start weight training dieting should not even exist in your in your in your vocabulary and food is not your enemy you need food in order to sustain muscle tissue you because, need the right type of food, though. <laughs> yes, of course. Well, believe it or not, which is really funny, even if the average person decided not to eat 100% healthy, mm-hmm. but they are working out with weights, they will see small changes as long as they're eating consistently throughout the day. Oh, because okay. They will actually utilize those calories that they are taking in in reference to utilizing the fat calories. And that's the major misconception that people don't understand. Is like, even if you maybe, let's say, if you decide to have that hamburger, you know, your body's going to use that fat based on the fact that you're working out. Mm. And keep in mind that you want to make sure that, okay, if you had your breakfast at, let's say, 6 in the morning, you want to make sure you're having a small something by at least 9 or 10 o'clock and that you're being very rigid, that you're eating every three to four hours. This way, here you're feeding them, you're fueling the metabolism. So the metabolism is aware oh, I have to utilize these calories. So this way, here I'm going fe- to be fueled again shortly, as opposed to eating at six in the morning and then you don't eat again until, let's say, 12 o'clock or, ch- or two o'clock, where you have that like five, six hour span of no food. Because mm-hmm. then at that point, the metabolism is like, oh, not sure when I'm gonna eat again. So I'm gonna take these calories and I'm gonna store them in hibernation and because I'm not sure what I'm gonna eat. And that's where we sabotage ourselves. So the whole concept of, of cutting calories out when one wants to start a weight training program, to me that just blows my mind. Yeah, and 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 it's, it's the majority of the women that do this. It's like, oh, I have to cut back on calories because I want to lose weight. And, and again, going back into that releasing the weight concept is, okay, if you want to release the weight, we need to understand that what that weight is attached to. And along with what the weight is attached to, then we have to get to an understanding that as you're lifting weights, your body requires calories to lift weights. And those calories are divided up between your protein, your carbohydrates, your fruits and your vegetables, and your fat. And, and, and we need that in order to sustain muscle tissue. Otherwise, you're going to the gym and you're lifting weights. You start the gym out in February. You stay on your plan for six months, but you're not eating the right way. And six months down the road, you look the same way, if not worse. <laughs> Because you're not doing your, your, your regimen isn't fitting what you're doing.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: And it blows my mind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, um, one of the things I want to talk about, I didn't mention, I should have mentioned earlier is the fact that, um, Joanne actually has a book called the power to release weight. Um, will you want to tell us a little about this book? Sure. Well, I mean, I, I think we already spoke about
1: the book. In, 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 yeah, but we didn't uh, mention it. You know, but yeah, but
0: yeah. I wanted to bring it up because we're, we're giving out all this information, but I realized I never mentioned your book. So yeah. you could just tell us a little about your book and where, um, where anyone could um, purchase it from. Because I tell you, Joanne has a wealth of knowledge, especially her being – um. Her being a, a, a bodybuilder as well, professional bodybuilder, award-winning. If you go to her, um, her fitness, um, her gym, you'll see all her, her pictures and her awards up. So she's just a wealth of knowledge. And her book, alone, if anyone is um, looking to release weight, um, it will be great, a great read. So tell us a little about it and where we could get your book from. Sure.
1: Well, to start off with, it's a great read. It's a short read. And it's actually not a read. It's more as though you go into the chapters and you sit with each chapter for a little bit at a time because you have to digest the information. Mm -hmm. It's actually going to help you still releasing the weight process. And there's questions in it, heavy questions, as we spoke on earlier, where you have to sit down and evaluate where the weight comes from, how, how, much, how um, far digging you're going to be doing to get to that process of releasing the weight. And I, also, I include um, chakra balancing um, meditations. I include crystals in reference to which crystals to actually use to help to release weights. Because as, as you know, as you specialize in crystals. There yeah. are many crystals that are actually very helpful in regards to the, to the process of releasing weight. And that's included in my book along with, um, I believe there are either three to six different type of exercise regimens that's in the book as well to help one get into that whole pattern of of exercising. And um, there's many meditations because I do believe the process of releasing weight, you definitely need to sit quietly and visualize what your actual goal weight is, what it is you see yourself as. Because if you constantly see yourself being the size you are, then you have to retrain the brain to be the size you want to be.
0: Exactly. And we're actually going to talk about that more so in um, part two of this, where we're talking about the mind, body, and spirit connection. Excellent.
1: And in regards to where you can get my book, um, there's a site called lulu.com. And all you'd have to do is plug in the title of the book and, of course, my name, and you can get it from there. Or you can also go on Amazon.com, and they have it as well.
0: So okay. There's
1: places. And I also believe Barnes & Nobles carries it online.
0: Oh, that's great. You know what I'm going to do? I'm actually going to put... Um, the link to um, Joanne's book if anybody's interested in purchasing it in the show notes and I'm also going to put it in the description box below for if you're uh, watching this or listening to this on YouTube definitely yes. I'll do yes. that um, you. F- you said it's on Amazon and on Lulu and also on um, Barnes and Noble so I'll definitely yeah. put the link to that so you can go straight to her book and you could um, you could order it um, it's reasonably priced what I see here is $15 so Go yes. and get it if this is something that you're really serious about and want. Um, you feel as though you have someone right there with you helping you along. You're not
1: doing it on your own. Exactly. And if I'm not mistaken, and before I actually say what I'm about to say, I'm just going to take a peek at my book really quickly before I before I put my foot in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's definitely on Lulu. I saw the, um, the website. Okay, yeah. Well, that's actually not what I'm looking for. Oh. I know in, oh, yes. Okay. Um, in the book are the 77 page when they do purchase, there's actually a gift for them where they can take advantage of, um, either receiving a holistic nutrition coaching session, chakra balance, meditation session, or self-growth discovery session. So they have the option of one of those three gifts that they can actually take advantage of. And all they have to do is contact me. The information to contact me is in the book as well.
0: Oh, nice. Nice.
1: So they don't have to do this
0: alone. I'm right there with them. (laughs) Yes, yes. So if anyone's not in the New York area and they're looking to um, find ways to release weight, not just lose weight, definitely, definitely um, check out Joanne. I'm going to leave all her information in the show notes below, her website. And um, if anyone wants um, looking for a personal trainer, definitely check out Joanne. She's an excellent great personal trainer, very personable, and um, she's just a sweetheart. I just love her.
1: <laughs> and I've just, I've just recently started offering um, personal training services online. So nice. people can actually reach me all over the world now where they want a personal trainer and they're not satisfied with the ones in their neighborhood and they do want somebody that, that's well-rounded, in mind, body, and spirit. Um I'm available, all they have to do is reach out to me. I set the time up according to their schedule and we either meet um, two, one or two ways through Zoom or uh, uh, Facebook video messenger where we, I actually would see them and they get the personal training. They don't even have to leave their house. <laughs> nice, I like that, Joanne.
0: And Joanne has so much um, knowledge and um, years of experience with uh, weight training. I believe she. You started working out when you were about doing weight training since you were about twelve.
1: Um. Well, I I I played around with weights when I was nine. Oh, nine. Okay. All right. Yeah, nine. Yeah, nine. And uh, um, I actually student taught. Uh, my first class when I was 12 years old.
0: Okay, that's what I remember. I remember the age 12. <laughs> yes. yes, yes. So, Joanne so, yeah.
1: has been doing this for a long
0: time. <laughs> yeah,
1: I've been doing it for a very long time. I, I walk my talk. You know, I, I practice what I preach. I, I truly um, value my weight training, my own weight training program, my own regimen, and um, I do practice what I preach. It's not one of those things where... I stand over clients and tell them they have to work out and I'm not doing it. I'm yes. diligent, committed, consistent. And, um, you know, that's just who I am.
0: <laughs> and I could have testified to that because I was one of her clients. <laughs> yes.
1: and, and you were an awesome client. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Awesome. You bring a lot of knowledge to me as well, which is, you know, which is that, that give and take, which is great. Oh, Thank you. Joanne,
0: it has been a pleasure having you on this episode. And everyone, please check out um, part two of this Mind-Body Connection where we're talking about releasing weight. And um, I just thank you for listening. Joanne,
1: you have any final words? Uh, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, if they want to reach me, uh, you're going to leave my contact information anyway, correct? Yes. All right, so there's no need for me to say it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, good. then. Thank you so much for listening to Just Dropping Gems Podcast. Peace and blessings to you. Thank you so much for listening to Just Dropping Gems Podcast. This episode is sponsored by hashtag Pure Romance by Venice. Venice Richards, your pure romance consultant, inspires women to enhance their intimate lives and take care of their sexual health book your party today info in the show notes or description box below it is also sponsored by Keisha's Gems and dropping gems publishing be sure to visit our website where we offer holistic solutions with the soul in mind and check out my new books healthy gems nourishing practices and self-care tips for busy individuals and holistic gems How to Treat Seasonal and Year-Long Allergies Naturally. Available on Amazon or purchase an autographed copy on our website. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at www.droppinggems.com. That's www.droppinggems.com. If you are interested in being a sponsor or advertising on this podcast, you can contact us at www.KeishaGems.com. That's www.k-e-i-s-h-a-g-e-m-z.com, or email us at KeishaGems at gmail.com. Much abundance to you. Peace and blessing.